Hey there, this is Mark Lorenzi, aka The Rage Master, and I play Sagittarius on Zodiac Task Force, and you're listening to Raving Lunatic Media! Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Sci-fi Malady. Got out. My job is to understand what dinosaurs really want. When a raptor is calm, you will have a true blue friend. My dream is to share the knowledge I learned with everyone in Jurassic World. I love the Raptor Blue. Sci-Fi Melody, Symptom 297, Jurassic World, The Raptor Whisperer. One Welcome. job, one job. How am I supposed to come out of an upbeat number to talk about a mislabeled Symptom 297? <laughs> Welcome back, sickies. And yes, uh, Scott screwed up the first go, but that's all right because we are back with our new month jurassic july and some of you might be wondering how come it's taken us this long to do the jurassic world movies i'm gonna need you to get off my back about that one anyway we're starting off this month Not really with- wait anyone who listens to this show is wondering why we waited so long to do flashbang pop science fiction action sequels that were done so many years after the original movie that are mega budgets like we, we don't live there <laughs> we avoid those things like the plague we're becoming bitter old men who are like oh this has a big budget and looks awesome it sucks <laughs> yeah that's true it shouldn't be too I shocking think people more surprised like wait they're doing this that's yeah you're probably right about that they're probably expecting us to do Citizen Kane first, yeah. even though it's not science fiction, before we do Jurassic. What's next, Transformers? Well, um, you know, we did actually uh, do Die Hard once just because you really wanted to do that, so... But anyway, yeah, Christmas. that's right, but let's bring it back to Jurassic World. This is our. These are the last three films starring Chris Pratt, which are... Suffice it to say, so far off the beaten path of Jurassic Park, and yes, 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 I know, particularly with this first film, Steven Spielberg was an executive producer. But you gotta admit, when you compare it to the original film and story, heck, even The Lost World, which was a book, it is so far off the beaten path of Jurassic Park that... uh. It, it's not even the same product anymore. The only likened is the logo and the dinosaurs. That's it. So yeah, let's just let's just remember something real quick about that word executive producer. Anyone can be an executive producer. That's All right. All you have to do is give them enough money and you will have an executive producer title. Now, um, I mean, Steve Spielberg did give some ideas. And of course, they had to do it yeah. because it's Spielberg. But... Right. If, I mean, he probably was on set. If you look at all set. the Kurtzman Trek, if you look at all the Kurtzman Trek, um, Gene Roddenberry's son is one of the last executive producers they show. I can, I'm positive Rod Roddenberry has contributed zero writing ideas or input as to how that show should be. Mm, Just, most, I've heard interviews with him. 
and other things. But he's one of the last producers they show. If you throw enough money at it, or if your dad owns the intellectual property, you too can be an executive producer. Well, it's the same thing with Kathleen Kennedy. A lot of people try to argue that, oh, well, how can she be so bad? Look at all the movies her name's attached to. Did you see the other people who are attached to it? You know, Zemeckis, Spielberg. These na- these other names had no factor whatsoever. I see. Okay. It was just because she was there. Yes. No. I'm, no. She was clearly just piggyback. It's no different than if you put me on an NBA team and just benched me the whole time. Oh, sure. I'm wearing the jersey and I might even hit the court for five seconds just to pass the ball. But I do not share in the right to claim that I am a great player. I was there on the court for five for a total of three minutes in the entire season. And all I, I would did argue was, that big shot Robert Ory would disagree with you, who rode Michael Jordan, Shaq, and Kobe's coattails to uh, a whole bunch of Tim Duncan, to which, a whole bunch which of, is Michael Jordan, which is Tim why Duncan, he Shaq and Kobe to eight titles, I think. Well, good for him. Then he's the Kathleen Kennedy of the NBA. But getting back to Jurassic World here, as I said, these three films are just what would happen if we separated Jurassic Park from Jurassic Park, and you get these three films. So, the basic concept is, and that's the the funny part, the basic concept isn't all that bad. It's what if the park actually came to fruition? What would happen? And good question. And that's what happens here. We started the movie with a family because, of course, we have to start with a family. And there's a divorced parent and the aunt who's in charge, the CEO of Jurassic World is uh, having to pick up the kids. And gosh, I don't care. Moving on to Jurassic World. Um, The kids show up. One of them actually wants to be there and the other one's an annoying teenager because, of course, he's an annoying teenager. Why would we have anything different? Um, And so... It's all great. We see sharks getting eaten by giant dinosaurs and all sorts of other stuff. But something goes wrong. Oh, yeah. We also are introduced to Chris Pratt's character, who is literally the dinosaur whisperer. They clamp raptors in head vices so Chris Pratt can hold on to them and whisper sweet nothings into their ear. And he, I don't know, telepathically hypnotizes them into liking him or something. All he needs to do is go, yeah. Oh, and by the way, he was also in the Navy as a Navy SEAL or whatever. So, you know, he could do both. Uh, And he dated the CEO. That's important. Um, So what happened? Yeah, just don't. Yeah, just don't. The, again. So don't, we find out that they made a new dinosaur that's better than the T-Rex. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm drawing a blank. What was the name of the thing? Gigantosaurus or, you know, Supersaurus. What was it called? Indominus Rex. Indominus Rex. Yeah. And they genetically spliced it to have, you know, invis- the predator invisibility. It does everything the predator does except going. Um. Uh, yeah and uh, sure it it's also it, it also throws in a I mean, comment on in commercialization oh yeah right right that's right he's sponsored Indominus by Rex is sponsored 
So, and so what they find out is that he's been hiding in his cage and they can't find him. So they get Al, the security guard, who just hasn't had enough donuts for the day, to uh, open the gate and let Chris Pratt go in there to find him. Luckily, they leave the gate open. And Indominus Rex gets out. And as Dominus Rex gets out, uh, oh, at this, he makes havoc. The two annoying teenage kids wind up going. They get in these gyroscope, gyrosphere uh, rides and go off the beaten path. And they get attacked by the Indominus Rex. And the SWAT team meant to go find Indominus Rex through his tracker get trapped because Indominus Rex somehow figures out it has a tracker in it and rips it out. I guess he regenerates too. And uh, the kids survive barely and the CEO of the company tries to kill it but it gets but gets killed in the process and in the end dinosaurs just go nuts to the point where the CEO has to let out the T-Rex and even though Indominus Rex is the most awesome dinosaur ever a regular T-Rex is better because it is. I mean, well, I mean, you got help from Blue. T-Rex. A Velociraptor. Oh, yeah, that's know, right. Jurassic Blue. Park, Velociraptor trumps everything. Exactly. And, and then, also, don't forget, they're, they're going to get the teeth going with Chris Pratt in a motorcycle. That was cool. <laughs> right? And... I mean, the characters tell you that it's cool when they say your boyfriend's a badass. Oh, yeah, because he shoot today, because modern writing is what? such that we're presuming the audience is too stupid to think something is cool. We need to yep. tell them. And the old guard T-Rex in blue didn't take down Indominus Rex, really. Indominus Rex was getting up to fight again when the Chekhov's gun went off and the big dinosaur killer whale thing jumped out of the ocean yeah. to eat it. Eat it, right. So, so but the fact that Indominus the dinosaurs... Rex really didn't get beaten by the old guard T-Rex in blue, it it just got too close to the ocean and got eaten by a shark. Oh, but they strategically they strategically pushed it there, though. And the fact that Blue yeah. was able to coordinate with the T-Rex because of a dinosaur oh. psychic connection or something. Yeah, you forgot about that. Indominus Rex speaks Velociraptor. Yeah. And, and the raptors get a new alpha. Yeah. Because it has Velociraptor DNA. Yeah. yeah because it shares that, DNA. That explains why uh, I can no, psychically communicate but, okay. with uh, chimpanzees. Or that because or we because we have language a, is genetic knowledge. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, that's how that works. Um, Speaking of genetic knowledge, my idiot dog is barking at the Amazon man. Oh, the fact like that went to bed. She's woken up, and <laughs> my dog is an idiot. Well, maybe if you just yeah, maybe you should have just shared some <laughs> genetic knowledge. Animal, animals are dumb. <laughs> anyway, so the movie ends with the T-Rex coming out and giving a big roar. Oh, yeah. Also, we find out in this movie that anybody wearing a Jurassic Park shirt gets yelled at. And uh, just because everything's nostalgia bait today, we go back to the original uh, Jurassic Park location and get a Jeep started. Even though it's been sitting there for probably 30 years, we started up without much difficulty even though it's been sitting in a warehouse for 30 years collecting dust. Well. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absol well, this is a, you know, this is a special, this is a Jurassic Park battery. So yes. 
Absolutely. You haven't cycled the oil. You haven't cycled the gas. You mean the slu- You mean the you, you mean the separated <laughs> gas and the separated it's oil? Clogged. <laughs> yeah. So we're waiting for good mechanics clunked. or good science in a Jurassic Park slash world movie. I mean, it, yeah. Well, we don't need to. We have Chris Pratt, who's good at everything. Remember? Well, well d- yeah. Oh my also, gosh, are they ever? The oh yeah, we're gonna weaponize dinosaurs. You know what? Save that for a rips and pick. That's that's a big one. Let's get. Let me cut yes, through. Please, we learned we learned not to weaponize animals with elephants. <laughs> So let's let's because they would often stampede back into their. Never mind. Let's let's, let's let's go through the trivia. Let's go through the fun facts because there's there's not a ton. The gyrosphere, which is one of my rips and picks, was actually Steven Spielberg's idea because uh, he thought that it would be a cool way to get people up close and personal with the animals, dinosaurs. By having the free-roaming experience, unlike the cars on the tracks, which actually made more sense. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, the yes. Beard, oh, uh, it is. Mistakes. That is going to it be is. a rip. He puts on his pants one leg at a time. Right. Uh, which is why I'm learning to jump into mine two legs at a time. <laughs> uh, he's not there Twisted yet. my ankle last week. How's that going for you? There is a statue of John Hammond, founder of InGen Corporation and Jurassic Park. Uh, I guess it was supposed to be a testament to the fact that um, the actor uh, at Richard Attenborough wanted to be in the films, but his health wouldn't permit it. So, because he and, and the fact that he died in 2014. So, um, yeah. But the idea is I think that, that you know, good. it was a sentiment. Permit you being in a film made in 2018. If but I mean, the, the, the point is, like, he couldn't be in another sequel because of his health, and then he died, and this happened. So this was their nostalgic send-off. Um, the main street in the theme park was built in a. This is kind of neat. Was built in an abandoned Six Flags theme park in uh, New Orleans, which has been used by many films for theme parks. Because why the heck not? If you can't make money off of it as a Six Flags, you might as well lease it to other places. The owners of Geauga Lake Cedar Fair really missed out on something. I know, especially now that they gutted the place, except for some of the raging wolf <laughs> bobs. Um. That was the name of that ride, right? <laughs> anyone from huh? Anyone was, who's not yeah. from Northern Ohio is Google just it, like, everybody. Huh? Geauga Lake. <laughs> ah, don't go. It'll it'll depress you. <laughs> it's We're not the going down that Cedar Point beat into failure, and you probably know Cedar Point. That's my guess. Yeah, maybe it's not Kings Island. It's the other park in Ohio that those two giants just murder stomped into submission. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Director Colin Trevorrow came up with the idea of the Mosasaurus, Mosasaurus, Mosa, who cares, uh, the giant marine, the giant dinosaur in the water. Uh, basically a Caracodon Megalodon? Yeah, basically. Uh, he pitched the idea to the beard of having it feed on a shark in front of bleachers and then having a, a splash zone, which... You know, I I'm just going to say that's a terrible idea for a couple of reasons. 
sharks are kind of considered endangered and you can't right, fish them or hunt right. them. Japan constantly gets in trouble for that one. And also it, I know, right? Get a cow. Just get a big tuna or something because Sharks I, I cannot know. be well, cheap. Well, you know what that was? That was a... Uh, that is it because the stock got dinosaur. That's where that came from. Um, also, around five minutes into the movie, there's a book titled God Creates Dinosaurs by Dr. Ian Malcolm, and you could see Jeff Goldblum's face on it. Yay. Um, and it's the book is about his first trip to Jurassic Park. And yeah, so I mean, you know, it's there it is. Yeah. They so, were stupid. Which Don't of course no one again. learned. <laughs> so now we can get into rips and picks. And um yeah, let's let's get into this one because I think we are all three are gonna knock this. The military wants to weaponize raptors. Uh I mean Well, here's my Okay, here, here's my problem with this. Dogs, okay, I get dogs. You can train dogs. You can absolutely train them. Now, how you train them, considering the Russians during World War II found this one out, it's very tricky on how you train them. Don't train them with your own equipment if you want them to go under something. Oops. But if you can train it, yes. Right. This is a wild dinosaur. But we can treat it because it's smart. No! There's a lot of smart animals out there we can't train. I'm sorry. Okay, out of pretty much everything out there, we have dogs and dolphins, Horses, yeah. Things that, that can be very domesticated. Yeah. Yeah, and we want a wild extremely wild animal but we'll just train it well, to and it's go after the bad guys yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong the terror factor is there but it also I'm like guys there's rules of war and I'm just going to say if you start using dinosaurs uh, your high ground is completely gone, and chemical right. weapons are like, who cares, would- you're using dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, I, 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 the controls on this is just insane. Yeah, well, no, because we, we could just, on, you know, on that stupid. Shoot, them, shoot them with chemical weapons. What are they going to do? What are you going to yeah, do? And- argue that we're killing dinosaurs? Uh, yeah. We saw how easy it was to take out a dinosaur, a velociraptor, a very smart raptor, with a military-grade weapon. How? What are you going to do? Send in 20,000 of the first Velociraptor division? How are you going to have any command and control on that? Well, plus, You're not sending any of your own people in. For the money you spend on these things, talk about a yeah. lousy return. Bingo! Dude, drones. I could make an army of drones for cheaper. I'm like, we're going to send them in to tunnels. Why? Uh... Dude, we got a lot better equipment for tunnels. Trust me, we got drones, we got all sorts of stuff. And you want to send that was exactly my point, Thomas. Thomas, you just nailed my point. In an age of drones, why would you do this? But here's another thing let's just simplify. Let's send in 
let's just airdrop 5,000 hungry lions. Let's, let's airdrop 5,000 hungry lions in behind the lines. You know what they're going to do? Shoot them. They're going to eat, and then they're going to go to sleep. Right. They're going to do what animals do. They kill to eat. Now, Indominus Rex kills for sport, but these raptors, they're going to kill, they're going to stop and eat. While they're eating, the army is going to mobilize and kill them. But... Well, not just that, but how do you right. control them? You can't... You wouldn't be able to send this guy in, so who knows? Oh, wow, they started eating the wildlife and right. ran the opposite direction. No, you have to literally have a Velociraptor with your SEAL teams now, instead of your dog, which we've had a long history of dogs working very well. Nope, we're going to spend more money on a job. raptor. Now we're going to bring in a Velociraptor that, that we, we had to clone using very expensive technology. Orders. The movie tells you they take orders, but they don't. They barely, they barely obey Star-Lord. No. They definitely don't obey not Rod Farvo when they bite his arm off. And all I could see that guy as is yeah. Rod Farva. It, it, they're literally you know, it's not. It's oh. not Rod Farva, but yeah, fair enough. But no, it, they barely can right. listen to right. one person. Star Lord has barely. to roll out of the gate at exactly the last oh. second to avoid getting eaten by his own raptors. And that's after a guy who constantly yeah. plays dog whisperer with them, right? And imprinted on them at birth. Yeah, so again, this is a terrible military idea. I mean, when I saw that part, I was just I, like, you I have to believe it almost sense if he is Rod Farva, though. This would be an idea Rod Farva would have. Right, but I'm, I'm really thinking uh, that yeah. Colin Trevorrow or whomever thought that they were making a profound statement with this. They were probably like, let's comment on militarization of nature. Um... Okay, I get that you're trying to continue the don't try to control nature argument from Jurassic Park 1. But you know why that one worked? Because it was the concept of you can't control nature in your dinosaur park. It, given the first, it was the first time we saw the story. And it was a discussion that hadn't been had yet given the context of things like genetic cloning. I mean, genetic cloning was brand new when this came out or on the cusp. So it was a great conversation to have. We're well past that. Not only that, it's just another one of those like, what if the military tries to take over the military industrial complex? Okay. You can have a military industrial complex conversation, but sh not here. Because your situation yeah. is stupid. The military wouldn't do this. Exactly. You can tell that this was written by liberal Hollywood, which lives or in terror. Or a five-year-old. Or yeah. a five-year-old. I'm not even... Military I'm not bad. E they you know what? I'm not even going to go that far. I'm going to go to, duh, the kids will like it. Because it's because the idea of oh, Star Lord is riding a motorcycle with raptors in this that's a cool idea that that it's probably that I'm not going to attribute to malice I'm going to attribute to stupidity. See, I don't think he was giving I think, malice. I but think still. this was a statement. 
Uh, one of Hollywood's favorite boogeymen is the military-industrial complex, which a lot of them do not understand. No, it was Eisenhower's, too, so... Oh, it was. It was. But they don't understand it. Eisenhower did. That's, that's true. That's one big difference. That's a big difference. And I also see... I, I mean, considering he actually made the sure, term, sure. yes, I think he actually understands. But no, I'm sure better. this was a lame... At- the point is, this was a very lame attempt at profundity in a movie yes, that completely lacks it. I also think it might be something oh, yeah. akin, to, yes. akin to trying to train dolphins to go disarm underwater bombs and stuff. It... Yeah, right. we've had yeah. better experience with right, that. Right, we got but I think so, that's what they were going for with that. And, yeah, and they, just, they, but, they missed. But you go back, like, where I said it's not even understood. It's just, it's comically bad, and anyone with half a brain should have... You go back to Sun Tzu, and, and you know that command and control is what wins battles in the end. If, if, you, are, if you line up two armies, all things equal, or all things close to equal... The one with the better command and control will win. Just about every time. Yeah. It, it's the reason Ukraine is still a country and pushing Russia back. Command and control is well, uh, what matters more than... Uh, military disasters happen in many cases because of a command and control breakdown. If you don't have command and control, you don't have an army. You have a well, mob. I don't, that's going to take us away from the well, movie, I, so we don't yeah. want to go too rabbit trail down there. But, but but from the time of Hannibal, we stopped. We'll say we'll say command like, and control is is key. Having a breakdown in command does lead to tend to lead to disaster or near misses and victory. We can say that I, I'm supposing that's where Thomas is going. That it's far more than that, but it certainly can. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. it's a major factor, but there's other things in command and control can also be broken right, down into right. local command. I, I preface all things up. being but equal. Yet. Or but to the equal. point is, your your point is, Scott. Yes. This is raptors are way too much of an unknown element to yeah. try to tame, and you you can't make a coordinated effort yeah. with something you're that could just a be weapon like system meh. that's. You're releasing a weapon system that's just as likely to turn around and attack your own soldiers as it is the enemy. Yeah, so this is a big rip. Another rip I want to bring up is the gyrospheres because, yeah, the hamster you wheels. Mean the because hamster wheels? the idea isn't dumb in and of itself. It's the idea. No, it is because it well, does, mechanically that. it doesn't work. One, two, two. You're telling someone to go in a plastic. There's my problem. So. Dinosaurs. The whole concept. I'm sorry. The insurance on that is going to be. I the whole. High. I'm willing to suspend disbelief that the gyrosphere would work. Okay, but where I have a problem is you just let them in a field where dinosaurs are. Look, man. If this were just a herd of antelope, or not even a herd of ant, just some antelope, fine. But we're talking about a triceratops that if it decides it doesn't like you is going to charge you. And this is before, by the way, we have the stupid wall that's open and the idiot teenage kid that's like, let's go in the jungle. (laughs) Which is actually believable because teenage boys can be just completely devoid of IQ. But, no, Thomas, you're right. The insurance on this, I don't think insurance would back it. I th- no, how about the Triceratops Dude, pony rides no, uh, the kids are having? Yeah. 
Dude, I the the entire time, literally, when I watched this film, my entire thought process was just literally sitting there going, dude, they I can't mean, be insured. If the no one's insuring this, dude, they have dinosaurs in the open, everyone's touching dinosaurs. The insurance on this is either enormous the to ticket the point prices you, through the roof. You might as well the, the ticket price well, makes sure ticket Disney World look through, cheap. Through the roof. Yeah, because for one, there's no way in, you're insuring this. No insurance company is going to touch that with a million foot pole because you're guaranteed to have Big accidents. You're guaranteed accidents. to have disasters. Someone's going to get gored. And you already have a history of the last pork Ex having oh, disasters. There it is. So it's there like, it is. Uh, That's probably the no. key problem with this whole thing. With the first park being such a disaster, and that had major safety constraints on it. Why well, also would wasn't you people there. tell people, well, well, we made these dinosaurs docile. Okay, I believe that man would be dumb enough to believe that. But an insurance company, on the other hand, would be like, nope, not doing it. So maybe we are still making hydrogen powered vehicles and trying to really explore the next generation of hydrogen. Well, I'm just vehicles. saying I agree with Thomas that now if these gyrospheres had been in like a protective tube that went through the field, I oh, guess I'm not even talking about just I, the gyrospheres. Oh, right, the yeah, whole the whole park, park is, is a nightmare. But I mean, if the tube it went through a well, tube, yeah, there's a reason. Maybe that would be okay. But to have them just free roam and oh, just go through their herd of triceratops. If something spooks the triceratops, don't worry, the sphere will be crushed with you in it. Yeah, well, here's my problem with the whole thing. Other than it being a hamster wheel, I'm sorry, I can't see it any other way. Yeah, well, it's a it hamster is. wheel. But I look at it mechanically and go, you can't do that. You just can't. Mechanically, you really can't do any of this. And then you want it to be protected with a, a plastic shield that's plexiglass? Gonna, huh? Jimmy Kimmel told me it was safe. Yeah. 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 Hey, guess what? I hate to tell you, but plexiglass yeah. breaks. Especially if a, once you get to a, plus if a, especially if a triceratops decides mm -hmm. to gore it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's butter because my aluminum cans really hold up really well. well. Don't you tell me that Mr. Scott was wrong about transparent aluminum and its strength. In Star Trek Four, no, not at all. <laughs> but but no, we're not, not in Star, Star Trek, Trek 4, universe no, because that's a different universe. <laughs> so. So yeah, the gyrosphere exactly. is just it, an uh, exercise in stupidity that, um, and it goes along with the ride a dinosaur and do all this other stuff. It's like, no, 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 this, no. Well, the other thing, here's another big issue I have. They don't have security. No. They have reactionary forces if because Indominus Rex gets out. That's it. And they even suck. But here's the thing. Yeah, but you have dinosaurs everywhere. To get this off the ground, I almost guarantee you there would have to have been a their own private military detachment there with 
a lot of heavy weapons to be able to take these dinosaurs out. Yeah, I was going to say, like, from the movie District 9, MNU had its own paramilitary force just for District 9. I would say that you would want that times five for this park. But they're, again, they're docile, except for the ones that were training to be weapons. Yeah, well, they were... Yeah, yeah that makes... Right. Yeah, my head's no. don't hurt there. Oh, well, and, you, and you know what, what, too? Here's, you know, here's another one, another rip, Indominus Rex. Everything about that, from the name to we uh. let it turn invisible, why in God's name would you do that? To, oh, so he turns invisible and thermo-imaging doesn't work? What? I mean, what? Like, no no spectrum of light detects this thing. Well, it's not just that, but again, for one, we spliced a bunch of DNA. That's not how it works, but sure, why not? Okay, next. It just gets all these abilities. Okay, uh, I'm just going to let you know something. Most species of animals specialize. They really Based specialize. Based on their environment. This thing has specialized into intelligence, into stealth to a degree that even military-grade weaponry would be impressed. Right. Because, again, it doesn't just camouflage visually which is already impressive. It then camouflages thermally, which I hate to tell you, it really is it, impo- it, hard to do, and the best we can have gotten is not I even mean, close. I mean, is it dead? I mean, that's the only way I can think of it. It's dead, right? Well, well here's the other problem. To camouflage thermals, that means it's actually negatively cooling itself because if it immediately stopped heating itself it would still be warmer than its background for a while which again this thing is cold-blooded but acts like it's warm-blooded and and speaking of that when it's hiding and they decide to go in there to look for it they leave the door open because Yes, let's just assume that it's not in there and leave the door open. Also, I would think there might be something like a man door into the enclosure. Yeah, that's uh, this goes back. I think, Scott, you might have said this once. When the only way your story works is that your characters are stupid, you've made a stupid story. I think Scott said that. Well, yeah. uh, Yeah, no, I did. So yeah, well, I mean, you have an idiot premise. Idiot premise was the term where the only way the story works is if every character you have is stupid, and that's what happened here. From and not just stupid, but as Thomas pointed out, and complete an almost utter lack of security, a security force that is so thin that, quite honestly, Uncle Jethro with a shotgun could do a lot of damage here. That. Yeah, but I, I'm also wondering why they don't have eco-terrorists or something attacking this place. Who's going to stop them? Pretty much. Why are you hunting a T-Rex with normal weapons? 
Why are not? Why are you not using explosive ballistics? Well, because we got to protect our investment. I mean, we use that 50. explosive ballistic on a Velociraptor. Because Smart. we have to protect our investment. Yeah, no, it's. But they went to live ammo. When they went to live ammo, why didn't you just go to the thing that packs the biggest punch you have? Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you nope. afraid of an RPG? Yep. I think, uh, but I getting got... back to Indominus Rex, then it rips its own, mean... it rips its own tracker out because it knows it has one. Like, Why would you put the tracker in a place where something with tiny little arms could get to it or could turn around its head I, and bite I it out? I guess I'm just wondering the whole time, like, this is the... How ca- it knows it has Yeah, it? this is just the dinosaur that can do whatever we need to do because that's what's convenient for the plot. It comes back to what guys like Therias Unlimited will say, the plot says so, or screw it, it's in the script. Right, it well, sets traps. It makes claw marks intentionally on the wall so that we think it climbed out. And the idiots who see the claw marks don't see that they, they stop before the top of the don't wall. Don't see tracks in there or... Yeah, no. Again, idiot premise, idiot people, plot says so. Well, again, the plot says a lot of things. Like, you can run in high heels... Oh, there we go. ...on a dirt path through mud at, at Usain Bolt speed. That's it. That's it. That's another rip. So, and I know I get. I I saw something that the actress just didn't want to take her shoes off, and I guess uh, she must have been that important for the story that Colin Trevorrow couldn't have told her too bad. I mean, which is telling because I remember reading an account where, I, where I'm just uh, wondering why she doesn't have a pair of tennis shoes with her. I, well, See, right, but I I'm just saying it was the actress because at one point. Star-Lord tells her she's going to last five minutes in there in two with those shoes. I think it was the... Yeah, I thought it was intentional that they showed her running in the heels. I think it was because the... Star-Lord told her earlier they would make her die. Um, I, think I it, think it was, too. I think it was because the director... Not the director, but the actress didn't want to take him off. And I think I saw something about that, which would really be amazing to me because... Uh, I've heard stories of actresses who weren't allowed bathroom breaks and then they uh, during like Rose the, the movie Rosemary's Baby and just got mad that they peed into a cup and threw it in the director's face after the shooting was over for the day. So if see, the actress is actress not taking her shoes off too. Jerry Ryan once insisted that if 7 of 9 had to wear the cat suit she would wear high heels. Well, I mean that's so is it dumb? Yeah, but I guess Colin Trevorrow was at an impasse at that point. So, um, let's see. I, I think we covered a lot of the major uh, uh, rips. Any other rips before we try one. some picks? I have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. You've already screwed up once and almost got your nephews killed. You found them. You're lucky enough to find them. You're the CEO of the park in the whole island. Pull some strings and get them on the first ferry out of there. You definitely don't take them with you to the front lines to hunt the experimental Indominus Rex and the experimental Velociraptors that you're breeding to be weapons of war. Right. 
no matter how safe you think they are in that armored truck, they're not. And things have already gone wrong. Hey, kids, let's come to the most dangerous place in the island. We're going to go hunt the Indominus Rex with the Velociraptors. Something that was so stupid of an idea, nobody wanted to greenlight it until um, Officer Farva came in and overruled everybody with a brain. <laughs> and you take them again. Your sister should slap the ever-loving crap out of you and be lucky that all she does is slap the crap out of you well, when she finds out the risk that you put her children in. Like, a justifiable homicide if the children's parents kill Aunt Claire when this is all said and done. Because you put them in danger by losing track of them and letting your assistant take care of them for the day because you're, that was more important than taking care of your nephews on this cluster bleep of an island that is a death trap. And then when you were lucky enough to find them, you took them back out into the danger again, knowingly this time. Well, screw you, Aunt Claire. Well, you suck. I can you tell you why. I can tell you why, because uh, we needed to do nostalgia bait with having two kids like we did in part one. Well, also, That's why. Aunt Claire sucks. Aunt yeah. Claire sucks. Yeah. Well, at, at that point, they already had enough plot armor because, I mean, seriously, sure. all the other stuff. Hey, we found a vehicle that has been sitting around and just starts. Hey, somehow we survived a crash. Okay. Yeah. Somehow nothing attacked us. Okay. Yeah. Again, that- it, it, at that point, it's like, well, you can't die, obviously. You got plot armor. Right. Come on. Now, at Why that is point. she even going with the strike squad? Like, if Bill Gates owned a zoo, he's not going to be going into battle with the strike squad to take down the rampaging animal. No. Neither is Bill Gates' CEO. I'm telling Nobody you why. on the C-suite is riding into battle. You want me to answer the question? Because she's a sure. strong, independent woman. Oh, well, there we go. There it is. There Am it I is. Ro- Am I wrong? Most likely not. She's a businesswoman. She should be trying to figure out how to get the, as they said, into Chapter 11 bankruptcy so that they can pay their creditors off Oh, I, when this disaster goes wrong. No, she no, no. She should not be the one trying to figure out how to go to the front lines to kill the rampaging Indominus Rex. I'm just going to say the creditors are the last things you're going to be paying because the first ones you're going to be paying and the ones that are really going to be hurt, hurting you are the wrongful death lawsuits. Oh, yeah. Well, she's going to have a lot of problems coming up. I hope she enjoys living off. Hope she enjoys living off cheap ramen in hotels. Yeah, and she's motels. going to be going through a lot of depositions. I wouldn't somehow be surprised if in our legal system that the creditors got first priority over the wrongful death suits. Eh, maybe, e- either way, either they're way, not, they're paying a lot. Either way, whatever. she's she's screwed. Either way. Yeah, because there's no way she's going through a million depositions without saying something at one point wrong. Yeah. So we've yes, been doing. I knew a- that there was a possibility that they got out. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, we've been doing a lot of ripping. Is there are there any picks before we j- rate this thing? The score, the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World score that hits when you see that island for the first time in the open. The theme music is... Okay. It is a tour de force. It is right up there with iconic things like the Star Wars themes, and um, it is 
it is majestic. John Williams, it man. It sets you in the mood. Yeah. And it, it is meant to show you inconceivable wonder. That's what you're going to. The stuff of magic and the stuff of you, dreams. You know, I'm going to... John Williams creates a score that captures that inconceivable wonder. And it puts you in that moment where you almost feel like you're going there yourself. The music takes you there. Yeah, I mean, tomorrow I'm going to see the Cleveland Orchestra play the soundtrack while watching the movie. That's going to be awesome. Well, uh, I agree f- with you. I am going to agree. And wait, which movie is this for? Jurassic World Jurassic or Park, Star Wars? the first film. Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Okay. Either uh, way, it's John Williams. I, I'm going to say another pick because mm-hmm. I would agree the music is amazing, and then the soundtrack would be. The, the effects. Now, some of the effects are stupid. Sure. I mean, we need a new dinosaur because reasons. Stupid. But it looks good. It moves well. The raptors look good. The raptors move well. These special effects are on point. They look realistic. They look pretty good. So I can at least give them points there. Mm hmm. I'm going to go with um, self-awareness. This movie knows what it is. It doesn't truly try to be more than what it is. It is an action romp. It is um, Transformers with dinosaurs. Yeah. It's not supposed to be deep. I know that every once in a while they get Jeff Goldblum in there to say some deep things, but... um, it nods to its heritage by trying to maintain some of that message. But it knows what this is. This is bigger, dumber, faster, more action, more fighting giant lizards and people overcoming impossible things. The pacing is excellent for that. It doesn't take a break. It ramps it up. It ramps it up. And it leaves you on the edge of your seat. And and ultimately, you like the, the actors and actresses make you like the characters enough to care. They do their job well. It's well acted. It's well paced. But this movie is self-aware. It knows what it is, and it doesn't try to be more than what it is, which is a big, dumb, shut your mind off mindlessly for a couple hours and watch the giant robots and have a sense of wonder. Right. Um, it's almost a kaiju film. In that regard, sure. Have a sense of wonder. Enjoy the action. Shut your brain off. The science is junk. None of this makes sense. The philosophy is not even one hundred and one level. Um, and just have a fun two hours. I agree. And it does that. It knows what it is. It doesn't try to be more. That's a good point. Yeah, as long as you turn off your brain and just kind of accept everything, sure. Yeah, that's the whole model for Transformers. Yep. I mean, honestly, it's Back to the Future too. Back to the Future isn't trying to be smart. Well, it does a better job of doing it anyway. Um, so I would say one of the uh, um, a pick is that the premise is not at all bad. It's what if the park did come to fruition? What would happen if we take this nature cannot be tamed and say, well, what if they did the park anyway? What would happen? And this is... So it's not a bad premise. It was just handed to the wrong people and turned into Transformers, which I suppose if you're just tired and you want to brainlessly consume without thinking and then completely forget what you just saw, like in Transformers, 
then this just hits the spot. So, yeah, same and th- as the Marvel Universe. And this that sounds like a great evaluation here, a great point of rating it. Uh, since I've already started it in, I'll, I'll go on with it, the rating system here. How many uh, Raptor Whisperers does this film get? And I'm going to give it four or five. I mean, it's just... Uh, it is... If all you want to do is veg out Maybe you have a very difficult job and all you want to do is just have a veg out where I'm not actually expected to do anything movie, then this'll hit this'll scratch you right where you itch. Um it it's the kind of movie that six year old Rage Master who loved dinosaurs would have absolutely adored. Unfortunately, uh forty three year old Rage Master who wants a little bit more substance was very upset because he he saw Jurassic Park and he knows the source material and he expects more Transformers when I go into Transformers I know I'm getting I'm I'm getting just bleh Jurassic Park though when you know the source material it's kind of like a downgrade it's kind of like going from Wrath of Khan to Into Darkness, you know you're watching a downgrade happen. And you just can't shut that part of your... You just can't shut that cognizance off. So, four or five. Um, I'll give it a five. It's not terrible. I, I, I'm not going to be re-watching this film over and over. I can't hate it because there's something there and it is entertaining as long as again I don't think about it. If I start thinking about it my brain goes crazy and it just goes this no 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 no. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But if I just turn it off and watch it and just go eh it is what it is it's a stupid Hollywood movie. Yep. Okay. It has some fun effects, some good music. It gives me a little bit of nostalgia at moments. I mean T-Rex comes in to fight. Okay, yeah, I remember the old T-Rex. Yeah. Yay. But it's not great. It's okay. I I just personally... I know some people who love this. But I I, I don't. It's okay. It, It has something. Just I can't put it higher than meh. Okay. Boy, it's a downgrade. It's it's significantly it's it pales in comparison to Jurassic Park. It's probably better than both of the sequels in the original trilogy. It's stupid. It's mindless. The science is junk. But damn it, it's fun. And I enjoyed my two hours. And to me it's the it's a Marvel movie. It's the same concept as a Marvel movie. Science isn't supposed to be good. It's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to be well acted, full of action, some comedy, make you laugh, make you chuckle, make you forget about the real crap that goes on in the world every day that sucks for two hours. And it really succeeds at that. It's fun. It's not highbrow. It's not supposed to have a message. It's not supposed to make you reevaluate the human condition. 
It's supposed to make you forget that for two hours this world sucks. And it really sucks. And it does that. And um, I'll give it an eight. Eight Raptor Whisperers. Um, it's fun. It's just fun. I know it's stupid. I know it's mindless. I know it's, it's completely not what the original trilogy was. And if you, if you want to compare it like that, I get it. But I watched this movie for what it is. It knows what it is. It doesn't try to be something that it isn't. And at the end of the day, I was entertained. And, and if I was entertained, I, I would watch it again. I think it, this is a very good movie for what it's trying to be. It's very for what it's trying to be. It does a great job of that. Okay, so I mean that's this is no different to me than a Marvel movie. I'll give it an eight. So then that's a good way to evaluate it as well. I can understand that if you're just going at it for a fun factor, and that's it, then you won't be let down. Oh, I, and if you're interested, again, I, that's why I, I can't go against people who actually like this because I get it. But if you're interested in a better fun factor, may I recommend Zodiac Task Force here on Raving Lunatic Media. You can check that out on Spotify or any other podcatcher you choose. We got all our episodes up to date. And coming this month, you'll be getting an actual episode plus what we call Lost Transmissions, which are extra little morsels of side stories. So check that out. Coming soon will also be the Casatorium. We're resurrecting that. And we will be having more of the mystery. Speaking of mystery and urban myth, you could count on sometime in October, the janitor, which we've been plugging. It's kind of like, um, well, like I always try to say it's Tales from the Crypt, but it's a janitor. Just just tune in. You, I, I've been going through the scripts and it really looks great. I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. We've got some great editors working on it. Uh, and you can also just check out our website on or our YouTube site if you want to hear this uh, show or for the see the trailers for the animated Zodiac Task Force Episode 1 redo. Uh, the teaser is up now and more to come there at our YouTube channel. You can also comment on today's episode at www I'm too tired not great enough to do the whole fake email address thing dot com raving lunatic media dot com raving lunatic media dot com raving lunatic media dot com rage master what's left for them to do stay sick sickies watch out for Carol Baskin All right, now we just have to do a clap test. Hey, no STDs. (laughs) 